Today, as we come, uh, we hear in our scripture about weddings. Uh, I don't know about you, but I enjoy a good wedding. Um, I, I remember just people that have been close to me when they get married, people that I'm, uh, I'm good friends with when they get married. A good wedding, there's, there's not much like it, right? I, I, I remember, uh, the one thing I did, I do remember though, I, I learned very quickly that people in other parts of the country do weddings differently than we do. Um, I, I went to uh, weddings here. Generally speaking, you show up at the church, you enjoy yourself, you walk into the reception, and the reception is the different part. Because when, when Cajuns show up at a wedding, there's two ways you go. Either you go straight to the food, right? Doesn't matter if the bride, the groom, the wedding party, they can take their pictures, I'm eating, right? Because a hungry Cajuns is not a good idea. Or you hang a left and you go to the beer. Um, so it's food or booze. It's one or the other. That's the two directions. So when I went, I went to a friend of mine's wedding in Houston. So we go to the wedding. We're enjoying ourselves. The wedding, the, the, the actual ceremony was beautiful. Everything was nice. We show up, and when we walked into the reception hall, I'm thinking, food, booze, where are we at? First thing that happens, I walk in. What's your name? And they're telling me a number. A number. This is the table that you will be sitting at. And this is the spot where we have reserved for you. And these are the people that we're going to make you, make you be friends with today. And we're going to come and serve you the food. Wait, you don't understand, man. Like, it doesn't work that way. That, that doesn't work for me. No, it was a sit-down wedding. And then, like, I'm sitting around waiting and expecting for, like, the, 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 the line to open up. Oh, no, no, no. They're walking out and serving it. They're coming to fill our drinks, and they're doing all this. I'm, I was kind of shocked, because I was so used to our wedding celebrations looking like a Cajun wedding. You show up, hang a right, hang a left. If you go left, you're going to go right later. If you go right, you're going left later, right? It, it was just a, I, I remember this, it was kind of shocking. We celebrate weddings differently. The Jewish context that Jesus is speaking to when he's talking about a wedding feast, their wedding feasts were a week long. When they're talking about building, having, a, having everything ready and, and excitement and all this stuff, it, it was a week-long celebration. Everything from the bride and the groom showing up to the actual vows to, to the party after the vows. Everything in between. It was a week-long celebration. It was this massive party. Just think if you had to pay for that one, right? It was a great, it, 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 so for us, as we're listening to this, I think Jesus is hitting on something that's a bigger celebration than even we are used to. And we, when we experience a good wedding, we, we, we see the joy, you experience it, you can taste it, you can feel it in the air, an exciting, good wedding celebration. I remember my sister's wedding. The mass was at 2. I think we met at 9 a.m. And the last person left, our fam, uh, left my parents' house at 4 a.m. That's a good celebration. It was a lot of fun. It was a really good time. But it pales in comparison to what Jesus is talking about to the Jewish people, which pales in comparison to the celebration He's talking about when He's talking about what the kingdom of God is. A couple years ago, there was the, the royal wedding. And people were all over trying to find out what kind of dress she was going to wear and what was going to be the, the jewelry and the, and the flowers and everything, like every detail. People were obsessing over this wedding. One of the things about this wedding that was so beautiful is that they had so much attention, but there were so few invitations. Like, the invita- like just imagine being 
being invited to something that was like the social gathering of the century. It, it, would, be, it would be awesome to have. It would be an awesome invitation to have. And I think whether I know or care about what's going on in Britain or whatever, like I, I probably would have said yes just because I had such a, such a high dollar and exciting invitation. Today when we look at our Gospel, Jesus is saying that you, by using this parable, He's trying to say that you are invited. That the wedding feast, the celebration that we're talking about up in heaven, the, 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 the wedding feast of the Lamb that He's pointing to, it's, a, it's an invitation for each one of us that you are invited. The question is, will we do like some of the servants and be too busy? Will we be focused on our farm or our business more than on Him. You see, when Jesus uses this analogy, He uses it for a reason. He uses weddings for a reason. Because it's something that through all of human history has been a celebration. Man and woman coming together in a marriage has been a celebration all throughout human history. If we look at, if we look at Scripture, it, our, our, our Gospel, I mean, our, our Scriptures are littered with this imagery of weddings, of marriages. All the way back, in, in all the way back at the very beginning, Adam and Eve, in the second chapter of the Bible, what happens? God creates everything. And what's the culmination of Him creating everything? Man and woman come together in marriage. So the entire universe that has been created by God points to man and woman coming together in marriage as the peak and pinnacle of all creation. You fast forwards, you look at it, you hear about in today's first reading, Isaiah talks about this wedding feast that's happening on this mountain of God. We keep going forward. When Jesus was here, what's the first place? What's the first miracle that He does? The wedding at Cana. He makes sure that that line of, boo of booze is full. That everybody's got the drink they want. The good wine. 180 gallons worth He makes. If we keep fast forwarding all the way to the end of the Bible, all the way to the end, in the book of Revelation, we hear what Jesus is pointing to about the wedding feast of the Lamb, that God has offered His Son, that His Son now is inviting us into a celebration that is heaven. It's something that was easily understood. It's something that was easily grasped by the people that He's speaking to, and honestly, I think by us even today. Because we see weddings as such a beautiful celebration. Now, how do we say yes? How do we actually accept the invitation? How is it that you and I say, yes, I want to attend? We RSVP, right? How is it that we give our affirmative, we give our yes that we're coming? Well, that, we have to draw one more distinction out. Because there's a very big difference. A priest friend of mine once said, there's a very big difference, and I remind my couples all the time, a big difference between Weddings and marriages. You see, weddings are easy. Weddings are beautiful. Weddings, the dress is perfect and the entire day goes without a problem. Weddings are peaceful. Weddings are just a celebration and they're easy, they're light. Marriages, on the other hand, aren't so easy. Marriages, on the other hand, aren't so light. Like I tell my, I tell my grooms every, every time I do a wedding, I tell them, I say, look, 
when she comes up the aisle, she's going to have never looked more beautiful than that moment. Her hair's going to be done. Her face is going to be all done and painted up with, the, with makeup. Like, it's going to be great. And she's going to come in. And y'all going to be at the foot of the altar. And y'all going to say y'all vows. And it's going to be awesome. You're going to celebrate after this. It's going to be awesome and everything. The next morning, you're going to wake up and roll over. Her breath's going to stink. And the face that was on her face, the paint that was on her face, is now on the pillow. And it don't look the same. But, I, but, but we, we laugh about it, but it's true because the reality is, is that the next morning, your marriage begins. Your next morning, all of a sudden, the ease of the wedding day where everybody's doing everything for you now becomes the work of the marriage. The, 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 the cleanliness of the white dress and of everything being perfect, when you have kids, nothing is clean again. There's going to be a booger on it. I guarantee you. It's just the truth. It's what we find ourselves in is that weddings and marriages are different. So how do we as Christians, how do we as Catholics, if you're married in, in, a, in a marriage and, and you've experienced a wedding and you, and you have children, you're in your family, how is it that we live our life in a way that says, yes, Lord, I want to receive the invitation to your wedding feast in heaven? Well, Jesus gives us a good example. Jesus gives us a really, really beautiful example. Well, he wasn't married. Right, bear with me. St. Paul talks about Jesus and he says that this is a beautiful mystery when he's talking about marriage between man and a woman. And he says, because the marriage points to the reality of Jesus Christ and his church. That Jesus Christ lives his life as a husband to his church, as a groom to his church. Want to live your marriage in the most profound possible way? Look like the crucifix. Because that's not clean. That, that's not easy. That, that holds nothing back. Whenever, whenever a couple lives their life with that kind of love, a kind of love that is willing to suffer for the other, a kind of love that is willing to bear the burdens of the other, a kind of love that is willing to be crucified and poured out for the sake of the other, what happens is, is that couple becomes a sign, a sacrament, pointing and reminding us of the Lord. That couple now, because of the, the way the husband loves the wife and the wife loves the husband, that couple reveals to us something and reminds us of something of God's love for each of us. Now, Father, that's, that's nice. That, that, that may be hard. But what about you? I know for me, I'm not married, obviously. I'm not going to get married, obviously. And what happens a lot of times whenever we talk about the priesthood, when people talk about the celibate vocation, they want to question, well, why is it that you can't get married, Father? Why is it that you can't do this? Because in reality, if marriage right, is a sign pointing to the heavenly reality of God and His church, of God and us, what, the, what a person like me, a priest or a nun or a consecrated virgin or anybody that has embraced a celibate lifestyle, what we do is we bypass the sign of this earth and we live it out here. 
We live as Christ. And we do what Christ did. In fact, listen to the words today whenever I'm celebra- when we're at the point of the Eucharistic prayer. I don't say this is His body. I don't say this is His blood. I don't say, Jesus, this is Yours. I say this is My body. Because as a priest, I stand in the place of Christ. I stand in the person of Christ behind this altar, and I offer my body, I offer my life the same way that Jesus did here. You see, through, it's through the priest that God re-ratifies His yes of the wedding that happened on Good Friday. God re-ratifies, He says yes again to the church. Every Mass we come to, The same yes that He said on Calvary 2,000 years ago is the same yes He says today to you and I. That I love you to the point of shedding blood for you. I love you to the point of offering Myself for you. I love you to the point of sacrificing Myself and dying for you. It's the passion. It's the, the, the reason why we use the word passion. Think about it. It's a passionate love that God has for you and for me. Now, my role, my job, the rest of my life, the goal of my life, is basically to do everything I can to let my life look like His. To do everything I can to burn away the me and let the Lord shine through. By my life, I'm supposed to reflect and remind, of, remind everyone of the presence of God among us. The same way that a married couple reminds us and reflects the presence of God among us. Reality is, it's a hard thing. Reality is, for any married couple, you know. You know all of the hard things about your marriage. You know all of the the idiosyncrasies and the aggravations and all the things that are hidden about your spouse. He puts the forks. He doesn't separate the big ones and the small ones, right? She, She constantly just talks, right? We know the things of our life, the intimate parts of our life, that are, that are in the way sometimes of reflecting the presence of God among us. In the same way, priest, that's our call. And quite honestly, it's a hard one. And quite honestly, a lot of people fail at it. But you, by your presence, inspire us, and us, by our life, are called to inspire you. In so many ways, the the beauty of marriage, the complementarity of man and woman in marriage reflects and reveals to us the complementary nature of God and His people. That God loves us and we receive it. So much so that when we come to Mass, we receive of the altar, we receive Him. That when we say Amen, when we receive communion, it's a yes. The same way like a wedding promise, like a vow. We say yes to our Lord. We receive Him. And we, uh, we pray and, and continue to just beg God that we would burn away whatever stands in the way of us reflecting His presence more perfectly. Our promise, our sacraments, reveal something about God. Even in the 
ordination of a priest, promises of a nun, or the yes of a married couple. Today the Lord invites us, and, and we reflect on this, this, this beautiful gift that we have of weddings. This beautiful gift we have of two coming together to be one. As the Lord says, I do, all over again. He reveals to us His love all over again. So today, may we respond to His invitation more perfectly. May we be open to allowing the Lord to see us and to reveal Himself to us. May we receive Him more perfectly as we respond with our yes.